Welcome to the Mrs. Rev Podcast, where we equip and empower you to fulfill God's call with joy and with purpose. Get your Bible and get ready to take some notes as we jump into another episode of the Mrs. Rev Podcast with your host, Pastor Joey Miller. Hey, and welcome to Mrs. Rev Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Make sure you like and share this podcast so that you can share with friends if it ministers to you. Also, we have a few announcements to share with you. We have a new Facebook page for the Mrs. Rev podcast. So it's not a closed group. The closed group is if you have questions or you want to DM me, but the live page is for when we go live once a month. So be a part of that. Like the page uh, and, and go ahead and be a part of what God is going to do through the Mrs. Rev podcast page. Also, we have the L Journal Summer Edition that has launched. If you haven't joined the L Journal, uh, subscribe to it. Make sure you do that. It's a great resource. It's a magazine from a Christian perspective for women. So it talks about health, beauty, faith, fashion, all sorts of stuff. You can subscribe at the ljournal.com. So be a part of that as well. Well, today we're going to be getting into a new topic. It's called Loving You. Loving You. I want to talk about this uh, in several uh, aspects because if you can't love yourself and celebrate who God has made you to be, it'll be a huge stumbling block to your life, to your calling, even to the relationships around you. You know, don't wait until you are in your 40s or 50s to start liking who you are and start understanding who you are, but start today. Start understanding that God has created you. He's fashioned you uh, specifically with a plan and a purpose just the way you are for a reason and really accept that. So today we're going to talk about loving you. We're going to go through some areas uh, that I've dealt with personally on my journey. Uh, It's more of a transparent podcast. So uh, get your pen and your notebook as we get into God's word together today. So as we're talking about loving you, as we're talking about self-love, I want to talk to you for a minute about one of the roadblocks and hindrances that can stop us from really loving ourselves, from really receiving love from others. Did you know that the way that you perceive yourself will be the way that you receive love from others? You know, and that means that that can affect your relationship with your spouse, with your family members, with your coworkers. You know, most of the time, everything stems from how you love yourself, your ability to experience Accept who God has created you to be. You know, Ephesians 3.19 says this, And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all of the fullness of God. To be filled, to know the love of God, to accept who He says that you are, and then to operate from that place of wholeness and from that perspective is huge. But a lot of times, you know, we let different things and different hurts from the past be a stumbling block to really moving and operating in that. We just came off of a series, uh, Identity Crisis, which was a great series. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to that about our identity being in Christ. That really, you know, as a woman, any kind of insecurity, whether it's connected to your calling, uh, to being a mom, to being a wife, to being fit enough, pretty enough, any of those things, any insecurity that you would face can actually be combated through understanding and receiving God's love. That being your primary source, your primary focus, and being able to then, you know, really block out those other things. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with self-care, taking care of yourself, wanting to look nice, trust me, um, 
you know, it's okay to, to go shop for makeup or try to do your hair or, or to try to do nice things for other people. But your source of love is founded in your relationship with Jesus Christ and who he says that you are. And until you understand that, you'll be fickle your whole life. You'll be tossed to and fro. You'll let one person's comment or one person's uh, attitude or the way that you perceive that they're treating you uh, sway your whole day, sway your whole life, even be a detriment to your calling. What are you going to do when you face uh, rejection or somebody doesn't like what you're stepping out in faith to do? Whatever God asks you to do, whatever's connected to your purpose is going to take you being 100% fully convinced of who you are in him because there's going to be people that don't like your calling there's going to be people that don't understand your calling there's going to be people that don't like maybe how god has created you to be in your personality where we want to try to be at peace with others we can't let others opinions of us whether they are accepting or rejecting us be like a a a lot what is that called the fault line or the the uh i, I need my husband right now to give me uh, the the line of of i don't know the litmus line. I don't know. Chi Chi. <laughs> uh, litmus the litmus test. No, the like the the baseline. That's it. The baseline. Ding ding ding. We got it. Baseline for how people, you know, really uh, judge you. You have to find your baseline founded in Jesus Christ. And you know, uh, years ago I wrote a blog and it was called Coming Back to to the core of who you are and and really understanding that whenever things in my life seem to get out of control whenever i start to doubt or i start to wonder you know am i even operating uh in in where god has gifted me to be or or am i seeing the fruit that i want to see what helps me the most is to get back to the basics the fundamentals of my relationship with jesus christ like in my prayer time not worrying about praying about you know, what should I do, Lord? What's my calling? And, and all of those things. But getting back to just reading the Bible, being renewed on who I am in Him, and everything else operates from that place. So if you're at a place today, as we dive into this topic of loving you, if you're in a place today that you feel like you're swirling out of control, and if you, I feel like I can only say that to a group of women because not everybody might understand what I'm saying by that. If you feel like you know, you're know you overwhelmed by what is my calling, if you're overwhelmed by I'm not where I want to be, I'm overwhelmed by, man, I just had a baby and I have 50 pounds to lose. If you're overwhelmed by what society is telling you what to do, Get back to the basics. Get back to your Bible. Get back to your notebook. Get back to being in God's word and praying and let his love pour over you and strengthen you. It truly is a strengthening force in your life. It's that it's that baseline. Uh, she, she helped me remember what the word was. That baseline that everything else operates. So if you're feeling today, like I don't even know if I love myself. If you're feeling today, like I don't even know who I am really. Get back to the basics. Get back to the baseline of being and and uh, being refreshed in your relationship with Jesus Christ. But I want to talk today about one uh, area to start off, and that area is rejection. Rejection. I know uh, this isn't like a self-help podcast, but I want to tell you that it is an area that you have to get over because we deal with people. You know, the world would be perfect if we didn't have to interact with one another. But God didn't choose to make robots. He chose to make human beings with a mind, will and emotions. And, you know, oftentimes we've let different parts of our life that we felt rejected in really be a, a stumbling block, block or a roadblock to say, OK, 
If I felt any sort of rejection in that area in my life in the past, I'm going to steer clear of it. And then you've let that thing redefine you and re-guide your calling and who you are. You know, maybe you have a great sense of humor and maybe people have have been uh, negative towards you and you're like, well, I'm just going to be reclusive then. I'm not going to talk when I'm in a crowd. I'm not going to share who I really am. I feel like I have to put on a mask, ladies. This is part of where that masking, that mask identity comes from. It's from that we've been rejected in the past and we're afraid to let people come in close to who we are. But guess what? People are fickle. Even Jesus dealt with this while he was on earth. If you're taking notes, you know, in John 12, 12 through 19, we see Jesus, he's he's uh, one second. People are saying, Hosanna, Hosanna. And the next second, they're saying, crucify him, crucify him. People are fickle. They're going to be swayed one of two ways. And you can't let your whole life, you can't let your whole calling, you can't let your joy and your peace be swayed by fickle people. You know what I'm talking about. You know, maybe you're in a group of friends and you feel like maybe uh, you're not being received and then you just put up a wall because of that rejection. And then all of a sudden you're in isolation and and the enemy loves that because then he'll sneak in with lies and and make you feel like you're uh, disconnected from the body and, and, you know, there's not... unity there and these people don't like you and all of these sorts of lies stem from that one little thing where if you could say you know what I am who I am because God made me that way. I'm going to love. I'm not saying you just are unapologetically abrasive or you're unapologetically whatever. But what I am saying is if you have a healthy level of self-awareness, if you're say, able to say, okay, what are some ways that I can adjust? What are some uh, what are some indications where I can grow? If, if you're self-aware, then you can be assured that you can walk in a place of confidence knowing that God created you that the way that you're supposed to be. And you don't apologize for that that you don't let people uh, make you feel less than because of that but you operate in the fullness of your calling you operate in the fullness of who God created you to be your purpose your personality all of these wonderful things God's created you for a reason and when we're anchored in his love it, love and acceptance then we can let the truest version of us shine forth that we don't have to always feel guarded that we don't always have to feel hurt that we don't always have to respond um in a way that's that's defensive but we can let our guard down and we can love more freely because we love ourselves that we're not afraid of of other people rejecting us because we know that we have been accepted by god we know that we've been created by god and you know what i've said this before and i'll say it again you might not be everybody's cup of tea and that's okay but your ability to love your ability to say you know what I'm not going to let them define me but I'm going to love freely and as I do that whatever whatever I'm I'm giving off they can either receive it or they can reject it but I'm not letting it come back on me I'm going to walk in the fullness of who God created me to be you know what sometimes I even take the Bible literally where it says to to shake the dust off of your feet if you're not received if I feel like maybe I haven't been received in some way I'll literally just as a sign and a declaration like wipe the dust off my feet like I'm not carrying this I'm not letting this stick to me do you know what I mean like there, you might be in a situation or a so- social circle sometimes it's even at church but you can control what you let stick to you and what you don't you you can't control how other people respond but you can control how you let it affect you and your ability to say you know what I'm literally shaking the dust off my feet I'm wiping my feet of this you know Lord my ability to say I I choose to sow peace I choose to to love you know if I ask myself 
all the time is, is there anything in my heart that I need to check? But if the answer is no, then you just shake the dust off your feet and say, I am walking in who God created me to be. And that's okay. And I love them. I'm not bitter. I'm not upset. But I'm not going to let their rejection or acceptance of me define me and make me like or dislike myself. Isn't that absolutely silly that we let other people uh, skew the views of how much we can actually love ourselves? That, you know, the saying is so true. If you don't love yourself, you can't love anyone else. And you can get stuck in this pattern where you actually let other people's perception and rejection of you start to make you not like yourself. And that's a dangerous place to be. Because if you don't like yourself, then you'll never walk in the fullness of God's plan for you. You know, I've done a podcast on this before, and it was talking about really encouraging yourself in the Lord. But let me revisit this for a second, because it's so important. Because if you're not your number one fan, not in a prideful way, not in a way that's um, self-boasting or self-promoting, but if you don't believe in yourself and love yourself, if you're not your number one fan, not because of how great you are, but because you believe that God doesn't make mistakes, that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, that he does have a specific plan and purpose for you on planet Earth, if you are not fully convinced of that, then you'll never walk in the fullness of your calling because the enemy is right there waiting to, to speak a lie that you're quick to align with and say, you know what? You know what? That, that that lie sounds pretty good. I don't feel worthy. Or that lie sounds pretty good. I'll never amount to anything. Or that lie sounds pretty good. Nobody likes me. You know, if I could just be like so-and-so. or you know, And you start to not like yourself. You start to, to let that rejection project on yourself. And you begin to reject even how God created you to be. So that is a dangerous place to be. You need to be like David. I'll revisit that podcast for a second. Uh, who, who says, why are you downcast, oh my soul? No, you need to lift your eyes up to the Lord and, and get back to those basics, like I said before, and say, Lord, you created me. I love you. I know you have a plan for me, and I'm going to walk in the confidence. You crown my head with confidence. I'm going to walk in that way. That is my story, and that is my portion. So if you're taking notes today, point number two we're going to go into is the importance of self-love. We talked about rejections and how that can be a stumbling block. But point number two, I'm actually going to talk about, I don't even like to say this, but it's true. Some of us deal with self-hatred. We don't even really like ourselves. So the opposite of that is learning to operate in that self-love, to love you. But self-hatred can become a huge stumbling block. Like I said before, if you don't love yourself, if you're not your number one fan, then nobody else will be able to love you. You know, there's been times in my life where I didn't feel lovely and you know what it was hard to receive love from other people whether it was even my own children or my husband if I didn't feel like I liked myself I would actually push those people closest to me away and that's what we do when we have self-hatred or we don't love ourselves we begin to put up walls that start to affect even our relationships with others you know, uh, before I had kids, I shared this uh, testimony a lot. I was very tiny my whole life and very fit. And I started to have kids. And then all of a sudden, you know, I, I gained a ton of weight with each pregnancy. And they were completely 100% worth it. But something happened in between that where I lost my identity. I lost who I was. I, I, I wasn't loving myself. I wasn't able to appreciate who God made me. I would look in the mirror and just cry. I would sit in my closet and be so upset if I had to go anywhere. And, you know, I discovered two things during that season of my life. Number one I discovered was that, you know, I, I had a lot of, of uh, 
affirmation in dealing with how tiny I was my size. It was an unhealthy idol in my life. Now, let me pause here for a second because I'm also a huge advocate of being fit of self-care, of being healthy. Um, you know, part of my everyday routine is exercise. I eat healthy. So let me give you a balanced statement in this because I'm a very huge advocate of health. But what I am saying is you can't have all of your eggs in one basket. You can't let all of your identity be wrapped up in what size jeans you wear. You can't have all of your identity wrapped up in how you feel like you measure up against, you know, a model on a magazine or whatever. Uh, I don't even, is that even a thing anymore? I don't know. But, but you know, you can't compare yourself to other women and then feel badly about yourself and, be, and start to hate who you are. Listen to me. God created you uh, uniquely, even in your physical appearance. And if you start to hate, there's people who have crooked smiles that have the most gorgeous smile in the whole world. People who have imperfect noses, it's what makes them unique. My children, they all look different in different ways, but they're all unique and beautiful to me. And it would break my heart if one of them said, you know, I'm ugly or why did, you know, why did God make me like this? That's how God feels about us when we start to look in the mirror and hate who we are. But that's a very real part of it. So, you know, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with being healthy. Be fit. Do what you can. But don't let it become an obsession or an idol in your life that actually causes you to hate who you are. That's not who you are anyway. It's just a shell. It's a vehicle for you to accomplish the plans and purposes of God on planet Earth. Who you are is much deeper than that. So don't let a physical appearance, a physical uh thing become a roadblock to really accomplishing the things of God in your life. You're fearfully and you're wonderfully made. And the second thing I discovered was that I didn't really know who I was on the inside. I had let this surface um, part of me uh, define me. You know, I had never really taken time to really get to truly know who I was. I'm not talking about other people getting to know who I was, but I'm talking about me, like self-discovery, understanding who I was beneath uh, the outside physical appearance. And so, you know, understanding those things really helped me to get through that moment of, okay, you know what? I, I'm doing what I can. I'm raising my babies. I'm not going to let this thing keep me uh, and rob me from this season of my life. What do I mean by that? I mean, it was really easy for me to get down and out and be like, man, you know, I don't look anything like I did when I got married. And and I'm talking like gaining like 70 pounds with each pregnancy and not losing it all before you get pregnant again. And, and But I had a decision to make. I'm either going to let this define me and make me not like myself, or I'm going to dig deeper and say, God, I'm going to disregard this for right now. I'm, I'm not going to let it dictate me. I know I'm, I know I'm going to get fit again one day, but I'm not going to let this make me depressed and angry and, and continue to be destructive in my relationships. I'm not going to let it put up walls in my relationships. I'm going to continue to function in my calling. I'm going to continue to walk forward in raising my kids with joy, uh, in being a, a wife, in being a you know, a minister and all of those things. And all the while doing my best to eat healthy, but not letting it become a stumbling block to me. And you know what I discovered during that time? I discovered that self-esteem has uh, 
little to do with what I look like and more of who I believed I was on the inside and my ability to like who I was to the very core. Have you ever met a beautiful person who wasn't beautiful on the inside, who wasn't nice, who wasn't kind, who wasn't loving? And I'm not saying I wasn't those things, but I didn't take time to value and appreciate those things about who I was, my self-worth. And as I took time to really say, you know what? I am a really good mother. I love these children and start to value those things. Or, or you know what? My time with the Lord. Talk about being stripped away in that season and it just being me and the Lord and letting my self-worth be defined by him. That was invaluable to me. And so uh, making those decisions in those seasons, not to hate myself, not to, uh, to disconnect from the people that were around me, but to press through and to say, God, I know you have great things for me. And that's a decision that only you can make, whether it's your physical appearance, maybe it's a season that you're in right now that you hate the season. Uh, you know, don't let it affect you. You have a decision on what affects you. You are the gatekeeper of your own life. What you determine to come in will affect you. So you have to really guard yourself and say, you know what? I am not going to be defined by any of these things. I'm not going to let these things be a setback or a stumbling block, but I'm going to dig deep into who God says I am. And you're going to find that you're a lot stronger than you knew that you were. You're going to take a look and say, you know what? God created me uh, with all of these wonderful giftings and and all of these wonderful things. And you're going to start to get to know who you are on the inside and feel confident about yourself. And that's what happened. I began to, to really understand who I was. And I remember after having my last baby, uh, baby number five, I really went on a health journey to get back in shape. And um, I had some uh, health issues with baby number five. So I was really important to me to get back into shape. And, and so I remember praying to the Lord, I think I even wrote it in my journal that I didn't want uh, to to lose the inner work that he had done in me, that if I was going to get healthy and, and fit again, I didn't want to lose, and, and I did it, and I lost 100 pounds, and that's a whole other podcast story in and of itself. Um, but, but I didn't want to lose the work that he had done, the self-revelation of who he created me to be, and to never let uh, outside images really define or affect me in a negative way again. And you know what else? I thought, I'm never going to let a season uh, waste uh, wa- uh, a season waste time during valuable times of my life. What do I mean by that? I'm never going to let an outside circumstance rob me of joy or peace or enjoying that season of having my babies at home with me. Never. I'm not going to let something uh, from the outside cause me to be sad or depressed or bitter or angry. I'm going to walk in the peace and the joy that can only come from the Lord. And that was a great lesson that I learned through that experience in my life. So maybe, you know, for your, you, your, your self-hatred or uh, not loving yourself has nothing to do with your physical appearance. You could be like, hey, you know, I don't even know what you're talking about. I can't even relate to this. I love myself. That's great. But, you know, it could be much deeper than that. It could go with uh, not liking who uh, you are from your past or a sin or a regret or something that a sin that you've maybe even committed against your own body. You know, all of these things, you know, if, if you let them affect you and define you, can make you not like yourself. You know, God could be calling you to greatness and you could keep saying, no, I can't. I don't I could never move forward because I have this thing. You know, I've I've counseled with many women who have had even abortions in the past. And and that's been a huge thing before they knew Christ that they, they weren't able to get over. They weren't able to forgive themselves Um for that thing, and it's always been something that they've caused a, a, to to project, project a self hatred in their lives. Maybe it was a sin. Maybe it was, um, you know, uh, 
you lived contrary to know how you know that you were supposed to be living. And that thing has become a stumbling block for you to love yourself and to really get over it. You know, the Bible says in Psalm 103, 12, that, that, that God has separated our sins far from us as far as the east is from the west. He no longer holds sin against us, but we have to forgive ourselves. Until we walk in forgiveness of those areas, we can never truly love and rejoice over how God has created us to be. We have to let go of those things. We have to release them. We have to know that they're forgiven and forgotten. And we have to then walk in the new nature that God has created us to be, that you are love, that you, you know, all the fruit of the spirits in operation in your life and start to see those things grow within you. Stop looking at the bad. You know, sometimes you have to physically just stop looking at the bad and celebrating the things uh that are good within you. You have to say, I'm not going to focus on all the things that I don't like. I'm going to focus on one thing that I do like, and I'm going to celebrate that thing about myself. And as you do, you're going to start to see, and, and you receive that love from the Lord, that those walls come down. Because if you're not careful, even the walls that you put up thinking that you're protecting yourself are actually becoming like a prison around you, where you're, you're so barricaded and so isolated that even the Lord feels far from you. So, you know, you got to love yourself. You have to love others and you have to let other people in. You have to be trusting and not because people are worthy of your trust, but because you trust in the Lord and know that anything that comes against you, anything that you go through, he's got your back. He's going to be the one that leads and guides you. And you need to make sure that you're not uh, keeping a wall up from the Lord, that you're saying, you know what, I'm going to let go of my past. I'm going to know that I'm forgiven. I'm forgotten. I'm worthy, not in my own strength, but because of him and start walking in that revelation of self-love. Well, I love you so much and I can't wait to continue talking about loving you next week on the podcast and we will see you soon. Thanks again for joining us for the Mrs. Rev podcast. Once again, do us a favor and subscribe, but also leave a review and a rating. If you have any comments or questions, we'd love to hear from you. So after you subscribe, request to join our closed Facebook group and feel free to leave your questions there. Have an amazing week and we'll see you next time for another episode of the Mrs. Rev podcast.